push the go live button on that, then will I, then everything will be correct. <laughs> weekends, weekends, you know, get out of the groove. Just like a lot of things that are out of the groove right now. But anyway, good morning. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, if that is your cup of tea. I had noticed something here recently that I found really interesting. In Ireland, all of a sudden, the podcast downloads for Lock and Load jumped right through the roof. I mean, they just, which, you know, Ireland doesn't have a Second Amendment. There's no reason to be concerned with anything I'm talking about on Lock and Load. And uh, I did not realize how bad things had gotten in Ireland. But, of course, it's the same way across all of Europe. And the British are, the, you know, the UK is, is no different. Because they have, they've experienced an invasion by invitation. Now, recently, an Algerian, and he probably saw it on TikTok or something or on YouTube. Uh, he, he saw where in, Fran in France they were stabbing babies in bassinets. In, 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 in strollers. So he decided he wanted some of that action. So there was some, you know, some little kiddos and their teacher standing in front of a Catholic school and all of a sudden a guy jumps up in front of him and just begins slashing at him with a knife. And, you know, this is a this is an Islamic guy, okay? And uh, for those that are like, why can't they? Why can't they have some humanity as they deal with Hamas? And why can't they have? What kind of a sick so and so stabs a five-year-old? And a six-year-old. And another five-year-old. And then when uh, you know when when uh, you know when the adult in charge of the children gets up on this, uh, then stabs her and puts her in the hospital as well. And uh, the guy was uh, disarmed by a passerby. And he was, uh, in, in, in the UK, they're called the Guardi. That's what they call the police, and I, I don't know why. And uh, in the beginning, this guy was just a male. It was just a guy. Then, as they disarmed the guy, people began to try to attack the guy. And other people stopped them from attacking the guy because they wanted the guardian to do their job. So you had a, a man on the ground. No defining characteristic or status of, in any report. And then it became... Well, first of all, all hell broke loose in Dublin. And then uh, it became an Algerian man. About the same time, uh, you, uh, MMA fighter Conor, Conor McGregor got out there and started tweeting. And, of course, he's gotten in trouble for tweeting. I, I think he's... I, I've, have I heard that he's been arrested? I'm going to have to double-check that. But he's gotten in trouble for that. And, uh, and we get this. Irish police are questioning an Algerian man suspected of stabbing a woman and three children outside of a school in an attack that sparked a night of furious riots, looting and anti-immigrant protest in Dublin. 
I find that interesting because I'm almost certain that the people that are protesting the immigrants are not looting. They're probably like it is here. The Irish Times reported that the suspect is believed to be a naturalized Irish citizen who's lived here for 20 years. So, in a, uh, they also note that a 43-year-old Brazilian Deliveroo driver, Caio Benicio, was widely praised for jumping off his moped and knocking, knocking the man over the head with his helmet, and other people rushed forward to grab the knife. So taking the spotlight off of the perpetrator, they are pointing out that the food delivery guy whapped the attacker a good one upside the head with his helmet, which in that particular moment, by the way, for those of you keeping score, that became the assault weapon. But they're not so much celebrating what he did as they are saying, well, he's an immigrant too, and he did a good thing. So... You had the fact that a man attacked a school run through the Irish or Gaelic language helped fuel an outpouring of rage that saw the anti-immigrant riots, lootings, and arson in the hours that followed. So what they're doing is they're demanding an end to the mass immigration policies and an increase in deportations. And to show their, 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 their displeasure with this, and not their discomfort, They're, they've gone way beyond that now. They have set trains and buses and police cars and immigration centers have been set on fire in Dublin. And they supposedly hit hotels where migrants have been housed, torched police cars and buses, and got into fiercely, fierce confrontations with police from which they mostly emerged victorious. And that's because you can't control a population with simply a police department. You can't control it with an army. Simple, simple fact. And the Irish, Ireland has allowed themselves to be flooded with fake refugees. And the, the simple fact of the matter is this. A real refugee from a war-torn country, okay. We give them another shot at life and they come here and they need to assimilate. They need to be able to function in a Western world. And that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening here. These are not refugees. Then the prime minister got out there, and uh, he he's, he decided to get on the on the twitters and say the protesters against the stabbing brought shame to Ireland. So he's downplaying the violence and demonizing his own people. And uh, for this, I have now dubbed the term Anglophobia. See, if everybody else can have a phobia, why can't just regular Caucasians? And this is, uh, you know, the the Irish Prime Minister, his name is Leo Varadkar. He says the government is very white and that it very much needs to change to be more diverse. Ireland is, well, but Ireland is 94.1% white. It is a homogenous population, as we would say. We, we celebrate all of the, you know, like in the Nordic countries where they basically have this same sort of setup, but they're socialist in nature and they tax you half to death and they supply all of these services out. Uh, the left loves that. They love that, but they don't ever point this particular part out of it. 
And this comes to a, uh, uh, let's see, they, they, they refer to the people in the riots as right-wing yobs. <laughs> now, in, in, in the UK, if you are a male and you act out, they reverse the spelling of boy and make you a yob. And uh, every, everybody's horrified that the Irish who the BBC says are still a step beneath pond scum in their eyes, chose to lose their collective uh, stuff over sliced and diced school children. And see, all of this stuff going on is uh, supposedly because they're running from climate change. <laughs> it's a climate change issue, you see. And uh, so that's why we all have to. Uh, and they can't have it with the people turning nasty. And we get this. Guardy believed he was a single man with no children. He is a single man with no children. And he's lived for about two decades in Ireland. And as a mode for, for the attack, that has not been established. They have not ruled out a mental health episode or a terror-related link. And they also believe he would have done more things... Um, had he not been bonked over the head by the assault helmet. So Ireland is burning. It's amazing how all of these countries that have tried to cozy up to this 7th century Islamic barbarism are, are burning now, isn't it? I find that amazing. On a text line, defending helpless children makes one a yob. I am a yob then. It will bear watching. As Europe goes, go ahead, roll that. As Europe goes, so may we. When we get back, China, have you noticed how charming China has become? I think that's probably because of all the problems they have. Because they've got a lot of problems. More so apparent than uh, meets the eye. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 Nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is seven one three zero seven. Let's go to the phones. Robert in Greenville. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. I want to know uh, what happened to the show last night. I, I tried to hear uh, lock and load, and I didn't hear it at all. Lock and load. Uh, so my my network is Genesis Communications Network, and lock and load. Uh, uh, Genesis got into some sort of beef with Westwood One, and they've had to uh, go to another means of getting the show out there in various ways. And okay. since yeah. I have the show available on the free Odyssey app, I, I just said, I "Well, it's that just... kind of phone. I can do it. I can't. I can't listen on. I heard part of uh, Charlie James' show, and then it did a uh, terror um, best of." And I was wondering what was going on, so I figured I'd start out with that. But then I have questions on this, these proxy wars and how failed they are. Right. Um, well, it depends on your definition of what the, what, the, what, the, 
what the motive well, is when we wage them. To show their hand. If you're going to do a proxy war, the idea is you're not uh, showing who is actually behind it, like China did w- with Vietnam and um, North Korean uh, War. And only MacArthur realized that China was in behind it, and he wanted to go in to Beijing and nuke Beijing. Sure. And then the uh, Senate fired him because of it. But well, Patton wanted to go to Russia. America didn't know there was a proxy war. Patton wanted to go to Russia. We thought, well, all right, well, in this proxy war series, we have Biden starting the uh, press in Ukraine to start with uh, Russia. Russia invades, and then we start sending all this military equipment in. There's no doubt about Washington is behind the proxy war. Sure. They uh, did the same thing with uh, Israel and Hamas. Spent $6 billion to Iran. Iran's showing Biden how to do a proxy war because their hands aren't dirtied in it. And then uh, Biden comes in and demands a ceasefire so we know he's behind the proxy. This other war. But this Washington, D.C. cannot run a proxy war whatsoever. They're so stupid, they need to stay out of military issues altogether. I've never seen such a failure. Now, I wonder well, what you thought of it. Well, I mean— uh, more military than I do. Well, Biden, Biden making any demands of Netanyahu right now, that's going nowhere. And that's so going he's nowhere. he's behind the proxy, or he's behind the war. Well, it doesn't matter. This is Biden's war. It, it well, it's uh, it. He, he certainly uh, has destabilized the region without a doubt. They've they made it to because of uh, and I mean he's just a continuation of what Obama did. He's just continu- I mean I Obama was making Obama deals with Iran, huh? Yeah, I remember the hundred fifty billion that went to Iran, but there wasn't any out outlash like. That's because Trump with- became president right after that happened. Yeah, but Obama had eight years, right? He did. And the but I mean, it, it matters when the fifth, when when the third uh, year. It, well, uh, Biden is. I mean, I call him O Biden. He's just a continuation. Yeah, he, he's too, surrounded yeah. by uh, <laughs> he's surrounded by Obama people and uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on. I I, I believe Obama so has a lot to do with day to day. Proxy war situation. Oh, I don't think we can afford any, any of them. We shouldn't be involved in any of them. Right. Do you see any way out? There's sure, no, we just cut it off. Um, we just we, cut we off shouldn't we shouldn't cut off right. Israel, but I mean we should definitely cut off Ukraine. Well, I agree with that. We we have no idea where the money's funny. going to Ukraine. They've gotten a lot of money. They've gotten hundreds of billions of dollars. I think Israel's and, gotten fourteen. And Putin has beat them. Putin has wasted America interest in Ukraine. That is there are no right. American interests in Ukraine. We don't have a dog yeah, in that is. fight. I found out um, DuPont gets um, nitrogen from Ukraine, and they have contracts all over the world for fertilizer. Well, that, that may very well be, but and that doesn't Biden mean we could. They do that for, because we shipped it over there. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. No, Biden no, yeah, buts. No, yeah, buts. We could be completely independent of everything if we wanted to be. We could be completely independent right. of everything. And, and the only way out is just to quit funding 
and just leave. Uh, Zelensky well, the first thing, the first thing, dry. the first thing, whoever the next guy is going to be, because it's not going to be Biden. But the first thing, the next guy, thank if, God. If, if if you want to, uh, if you want to think that it's uh, whoever it might be, whichever Republican it might be, they open up the energy faucets and everything changes. Because the only reason Iran has All the money right. it has right now is because of the price of energy, and they're an energy producer. Yeah, seventy nine dollars a seventy nine ninety. Yeah, and it was forty one ninety a barrel under Trump, or was going right. to from forty nine dollars. Well, I mean, let's not get in. What what I'm saying is that without getting into the the details of the dollars per barrel, uh, when we become energy independent, we are secure. And when we become energy independent, we have more money coming in. We can develop our own semiconductors. We can develop our own rare earths. We can develop our own nitrogen. And we can can just, uh, we can run the planet. And we don't need anybody's help to do it, but uh, we've... We've gotten away from doing that over the course of decades. Failed proxy wars. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, I what? knew you'd be the one to ask. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, thanks for the call. Bye. You know, um, I don't know what it's going to take for America and American politicians uh, to. Uh, Understand that we don't need anybody. I, I get it's about power and I get that it's about money and everything else, but a politician that would actually perform would uh, be able to stay in office for quite some time and enjoy all that, all that, you know, all, all of that corruption and everything else if they would just perform on certain levels. And they don't know how. They don't know how to do it. And everybody looks to us, everybody looks to the United States. And the United States keeps playing the game. I mean, even in the 80s, it was very apparent that Europe was not interested in defending themselves as long as we were there to do it for them. And look where they are now. There is no such thing as a Europe. It's a caliphate. So, (laughs) having said all of that, uh, yeah, proxy wars are—they're not really something we can afford to do anymore. Anyway, of course we can't afford to do anything with thirty-three trillion dollars in debt. Every time we get a spare buck, it should be going to that. They're not going to do it. They're going to sit around, even though we—even though they owe two point eight trillion dollars to the Social Security fund, for example, they'll sit back and go, "We need to figure out a way to fund it." Well, how about paying it back? That should cover it for a few days, right? Anyway, we're going to get to Xi Jinping. He's he's really quite the uh, crafty dude as far as uh, there's a lot of problems that you don't get to see because of China. And because uh, he's been on he's been on the Goodwill Good Charm tour here lately and everybody loves him and they're all cozying up to him and all this other stuff. And yeah, they've they've got a lot of issues and they're trying to win without getting hot. Interesting little little uh tactic on their part this is news talk 98.9 word
Ah, Xi Jinping, he's having to turn on that charm right now. That's because everybody was starting to say, okay, we might have to get involved with this and that. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. See, there's a few problems with, the, with, with, with China as far as militarily. Now, the first thing is that with the People's Liberation Army back under Mao's time, they did away with rank until very recently. I mean, until the last uh, maybe 20, 20, 30 years. I can't remember where the dates are. And they did away with rank where you had like comrade senior guy and you had comrade new guys. So, uh, you know, there was nobody ever really in charge. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the reasons that China has fought a lot of proxy wars, for example, is that they, they, their military really isn't been that good then in the 2000s Xi Jinping decided to commit Chinese ground forces to the UN and they got some nice blue helmets and they went into Africa and they were going to Africa because they needed to develop as many sources as they, as they could of energy sources so uh, they were in uh, in, in Juba and I believe that's in Niger. I'm not sure, but I, I believe that's where it's at. And I may be wrong about that, though. I can't remember what region that's out of. Anyway, the Chinese, uh, in in various reports, as, as uh, when they got involved in a couple in in some shooting, um, there were some issues with the Chinese soldiers. Now the soldiers they 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 always deal with generations of equipment like right now um all of their generations of equipment everything is a something 20 their latest weapon is a something 20 their, their latest uh, infantry weapon for example which all of them don't have they all don't have these things and uh they tried to up the quality of the weapon to make it a little more uh, usable in a combat environment because without the grunts, you're not really doing too much of nothing. And um, one of the problems that Russian soldiers have, for example, is if you look at their weapons for the most part, most Russian soldiers don't have optics. And everybody's out there going, well, Bill, you don't really need optics. Well, they, they do give you a plus. It, it, you, there is such a thing as a mechanical advantage in combat. And the Chinese have only just adopted that now. But the Chinese in in uh, in in Africa, uh, apparently they were risk averse, and they have only just now. <clears throat> we most of the modern countries do something they call war fighter strategy, and this is all to, based on the idea of what the what the soldiers going to wear, protective armor, for example. That's part of the war fighter strategy. Optics, night vision, those kind of things that give you the pluses in the modern battlefield. And they've only just now started with the optics and the armor. It used to be they didn't even do the armor thing. And we didn't either. I mean, that's not a new thing. I mean, in the 80s, I didn't. They, armor was not a commonly issued thing in the U.S. Army. So um, that's item number one. Item number two. <laughs> They're going broke. They are losing money left, right, and center. And right now... This is why I think Xi Jinping is going, uh, you know, country to country, door to door, trying to create more Western allies, more friends in the Western allies. And uh, 
I mean, he's been to Australia. He's been here. He's been making deals here wherever he can. And uh, recently, the top diplomats, we get this from Associated Press, the top diplomats from South Korea, Japan, and China met Sunday to discuss when to resume their leaders' trilateral summit after a four-year hiatus and how to strengthen cooperation among the three Northeast Asian neighbors. Now, Japan and South Korea would like to have this happen because if they do that, then they can look at China and say, hey, put a leash on North Korea, would you? So there's reasons for these alliances beyond the fact that, uh, you know, China has all of this uh, cheap labor on their side. Plus, they are Asian, which means they're more closely linked economically and culturally. And they also account, those three account for 25% of the uh, global gross domestic product. But um, if they were to do it, um, that would actually be a very good coalition to see occur Except for the part where China's a bunch of communists. <laughs> but one of the topics slated for discussion will be North Korea and Kim Jong-un's nuclear ambitions. And a nuclear-armed North Korea is a big concern. They're all the time lobbing missiles into the Sea of Japan and South, you know, South Korea. The, the, the Republic of Korea can't wait for the North Koreans to come over the border. They just can't wait for that to happen because they're going to clean their clocks. But then that makes Kim Jong-un, who's crazy, that would make him go nuclear. And then that's something we don't, uh, we don't possibly uh, want to be involved in in a nuclear exchange. So what will they say? What will China say about this? So, because China is the North's most reliable partner and they regularly violate the NATO sanctions against Kim's regime sending food and other types of supplies. So they're really playing both sides against each other, which is what China specializes in. Now, a lot of people think, and I am one of them, that if something were to break out, they would stay on the side of the North. They would stay on the North Korean side. And Japan, man, now Japan and China have a very long history, quite acrimonious They've had uh, diplomatic spats and ground combat and everything in between. So cozying up as allies all of a sudden isn't exactly easy for them to do. But they've both the Japanese and South Korean reps uh, asked China to take some sort of steps to push North Korea towards denuclear. You know, let's not let's not go nuclear, shall we? And. No matter how encouraging the words may be, um, them actually backing somebody over a communist country, is that's always been a problem for China. They talk a good game, then they go back home and they can keep doing what they've always done. But, hey, that's part and parcel of the problem with China. But we'll see how what comes of it. But one of the big things to remember about China is that China has a bunch of things going against it. Their economy is crashing. Their military is not exactly all that in a bag of chips. They have been downsizing the ground pounders, in, 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 uh, and they've been trying to add to you know aircraft and a navy and everything, but you've got to have the ground pounders. You've got to have the ground pounders to, uh, to project force. A lot of people out there right now are all upset because they've lifted gun control in Israel. 
Let me dispel that notion for you if I can. That's when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I'm going to tell the two differences in between Israel and the United States and the way they treat guns. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, if that is your cup of tea. In Israel, if you're in the military, uh, if you're in the IDF, they issue you a fully automatic weapon. And then you never turn that in. When you go off post, you carry it. When you go to the beach, you carry it. Uh, when you go shopping, you carry it. Whatever you're doing, you're always carrying that. You carry it day in and day out, 24-7, 365 days a year. And then when you leave the military, you have to give it back. Now, in Israel, <laughs> nobody has a right to own a gun in Israel. And almost nobody's allowed to own guns at all in Israel. Now, once you've been a soldier, see, over here in the United States, they're like, well, all of these people is, uh, they're, they're all untrained and everything, you know. And they look at the military as like the, the, the epitome of training with a firearm, and it, it actually is not. You qualify with one without a doubt. But if you're a cook, you're not out there constantly running up and down the range shooting. You go qualify once a year, and you cook eggs or whatever you're making that particular day. So here, everybody defaults to, well, he's militarily trained, so he must know how to handle it. Over there, they're, they're like, no, nobody gets a gun. And uh, soldiers that are discharged with good conduct discharges can't get a handgun. Never mind a rifle. Now, they, the, the, that whole idea of the loosened gun control laws, nothing has been loosened except they've gone from having 50 rounds of ammunition to 100 now, just to give you a, a bit of context, okay, 100 rounds of ammo, for most of you, that would last you a good long time. For somebody like me that trains with a gun, I have shot in the last two weekends, I've shot 1,000 rounds. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably do it again here very shortly. So 100 rounds doesn't really go very far. Now, if it's self-defense ammo, that's great. But if you're going to get a gun, you're going to carry a gun, you would want to practice with the gun, train with the gun, right? Yeah. So, I am not, uh, you know, when, when you see these pictures of, like, uh, these female IDF soldiers in a bikini on the beach with, a, with, a, with an AR, or not AR, an M M4, or a, a Tavor slung over their shoulder, uh, that's not the way, that's, they're, they're soldiers, they're active duty, and they're required to do that. And, uh, but, you know. There is no Second Amendment in Israel. The second law that the Israeli legislature passed in 1949 was the confiscation of all firearms and munitions. And 2% of private citizens in Israel own guns, compared to about 52% of us here. And if you do get permitted to have that 2%, you get to own one pistol, no rifle, no shotgun, just a pistol. 
And a pistol, which is better than nothing, when you're facing an AK, well, I would have to give the advantage to the person with the AK. It's a huge improvement to be allowed something, but I mean, that, that's the difference between us and them. And very few Israeli citizens are eligible to apply. And even if you're eligible, you can be denied a permit without explanation. There's one guy there that is a you know, military veteran. He's now a tactical trainer, which I don't know how this works because he can only own a handgun. But he's a tactical trainer, and he, he didn't qualify initially to get the handgun. So, <laughs> here in the United States, where if, if, if it was really a gun issue here in the United States, then there would be no, no Democrats. If, if it was all about the guns, there would be no Democrats, there'd be no gun controllers, because they would all have been killed by now. Because based on what they say, if you have a gun, you're a very dangerous person. And it's not that you're, it's not about you having not committed a crime yet. It's just a matter of time before you do. Which in in their in their worldview, what the, all they have to do is pass a couple of laws, and then what used to be uh, what used to be legal is now illegal, and you become you're breaking the law. So there, there you go. Right now, while the president's trying to disarm you, he he's also at the same time now under investigation for being a potential accessory to supplying the Hamas terrorists with weapons. Of, the, of all the things we left over there, we left 316,000 man-portable, hand-carried infantry-type weapons. And some of those were sold to Palestinian resistance groups through the black market. So, in, in Israel, they have a bunch of politically motivated disarmament. And that, as as we have seen October the 7th, that endangers people, especially, I don't even, I, I, I don't even begin to understand why that is the thought process there. Because they're never not in a conflict. They, they try to negotiate ceasefires and everything else, but they're constantly fighting Hezbollah or Hamas or somebody. There's somebody always aiming rockets at them right over their border and everything else and they share borders with every, everybody they share a border with would you know would not cry if they were eradicated so the fact that they're out there saying well we just don't want to have any guns here that's just the way it is okay we, we feel better about this when we do it I, I really don't get it I, I don't get it at all one thing that uh, one thing that's coming up right now in this war is the endangering of civilians as the snowflakes have woke up and discovered that war is hell. Let's look at that, shall we? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.